Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. This meeting is. Oh, oh where did my guests go? <laughs> good, good day, everyone. Happy go? Solution <laughs> Sunday. I am Lisa Warner, and I am I am here with my guest, <laughs> who disappeared for a moment, and now he's reappearing. <laughs> So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's another Solution Sunday with, with my sideways guest. Now he's upside down. Now he's right side up. There we go. Keep Leon S. Woohoo! Always the comedian. <laughs> Coming in for an appearance. All right. So today... Keith is our favorite guest, our monthly, monthly reliable guest on Solution Sunday. And here today, we are going to be sharing some of our favorite tools for transformation. Mm -hmm. So get out your pens and papers, and we are going to do some fun stuff today. <laughs> Good morning, Keith. <laughs> Happy Sunday. How are you? <laughs> Hola, okay, great oh my <laughs> gosh a little disappearing trick at the beginning there that was funny <laughs> yeah yeah it said it said uh said that you were recording the meeting and so i thought i was hitting the button that said okay but i hit the button that said leave the meeting so that was awesome so that was i scrambled back like in 25 seconds i think that was pretty good it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. So today we're going to be sharing some awesome tools for transformation. Some of our favorite quotes, some of our favorite resources, you know, some of our favorite processes, because now is the time for transformation. Now is the time that we are going through this great awakening. And it is the time where we are moving out of the mind and into the heart. We are moving out of the mind into the soul. So yeah. it is time to transform our reality because when we shift the platform that we've been operating from, the reality has to change. There is no other way. So we can look at the transformation that we are going through and we can help to facilitate that, to make it easier, to make it more meaningful, more valuable for you and much, much easier than it was for us. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Keith, what do you have to say on this topic to begin with? Well, what really excited me about this particular topic is all, the, not all, but some of the things that I want to share today are the reason that I can say yes to what you just shared. They are the things that had me 
manifest, right? Speak my word and manifest and, and prove to myself over and over so many times that these things that people were writing about and teaching and seminars were actually true, that it wasn't just some airy fairy hoop that was supposed to make me feel good for, you know, two days and get my money and send me on my way. Uh, it's, this is, these are the things that literally did change my life, which I was like, yes, yes, let's do that. Do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> So the simplest thing, I think, to start with, like, there's a process I want to do, but I want to do it a little later and make sure that everyone who's here has arrived with us uh, gets that. But uh, so the simple thing to be, I think, start with books that changed my life. Um, I had this serious kind of fear of death thing going on, which I thought was interesting for a light worker to have. But uh, <laughs> that was uh, when I was young, my my best friend's aunt who she had me call her my aunt and she felt like blood to me um she got really ill and she was really a traditional more of a traditional you know uh, buy in to the diagnosis kind of on her way out bucket list kind of thing and she she read a book called many lives many masters and i I noticed that like she was in fear before she read that book, I could tell. And then there was just this calm about her and I asked her like, what had happened? Why was there so much peace? And she said, cause she read this book called Many Lives, Many Masters. And so I grabbed that book and I read it and it really shifted something inside of me. So it's, you know, a doctor who believed in nothing basically started doing like a past life regression with somebody and they had many things to reveal uh, through that through that past life regression and uh, that just opened his eyes to the fact that everything is energy and that whew, and that there is no such thing as death like at all by the time he got done with working with that woman so it was like the start of a transformation for me and um and then the second book i'd love to recommend is chicken soup for the soul the first uh the first one and any of them really the first three or four i think they had three helpings that were just the regular stories not a particular subject like the woman's soul or this soul or that soul just the chicken soup for the soul uh <clears throat> excuse me it changed my life because that book was gifted to me by a producer when i was in the tv because uh, i had a year where just i call it a year everybody died i talk about this in my book but like all the people that were the closest to me two best friends my her my aunt uh my grandmother my little sister was murdered i mean it just went on and on and everybody was gone in like the shortest amount of time and uh it was palatable like you could tell at work like all of a sudden keith the most positive person you would ever the light in the room was just silent and dark and sad and so uh for christmas that year producer named Donnalisa Valencia gave me the first chicken soup for the soul book and that book literally pulled me out of uh, a really really sad and dark place one story at a time I would just go read it at lunch and just be crying into my food I didn't care who was seeing me and uh, I just read read that you know every day by the time I finished the book I was a feeling so much better feeling so much lighter and that was great also, I turned over the book and I saw these pictures of uh, Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to know those people. I'm going to know them. And uh, that's what started me 
finally having the guts to kind of reach out to the people that I wanted to meet and make it happen because I knew I could make everything happen since I watched my favorite movie of all time when I was a child, which is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original. And that's a whole nother story where I was, I was him. You know, my mom was the one in the bed instead of grandpa. And I was that poor. And I just felt like I was that kid. So when he, at the end, won the Chocolate Factory and all things were possible and anything was possible, Oompa everything, that completely transformed my, my thinking of what I could or might be when I grew up. <laughs> so the third book that changed my life is Springboarding Off chicken soup for the soul so i got to know mark victor hansen first and then uh, through agape and matter of fact uh, he was i used to joke around and say that he was my third biggest fan there was my mom and then there was my wife and then there was mark victor hansen because every time i would sing at agape and he was there he would be like and he'd be like pulling me over introducing me to people and have you heard this guy sing if we were at an event have you heard him sing and uh, he really was just a huge fan of of my music, which touched my heart. And I got to know him really well, but I didn't know Jack. So eventually I, uh, through my music, reached out to Jack's people. I got myself booked at an event with Jack Canfield as the opening uh, act, the opening singer to get everybody inspired. And then I was able to finally reach to his gatekeepers who had gatekeeped me very well, by the way, uh, and would not let me get to him. <laughs> I finally reached out and said, Hey, I'm speaking at, uh, I'm singing at an event. And so I need to know if these songs are okay. And so I sent songs and next thing I know, Jack was like, Oh my God, this song's so great. Do you have a CD? I'd love to use it in my trainings and this and that. And we, we were connected. Uh, uh -huh. So that, which ultimately led to a third book that completely changed my life, <laughs> not by reading it, but creating it. Who do you think you are? Discover the purpose of your life. Because this had me uh, download a process to reach out to people in a way that was very successful. And I didn't have that process before I did the sit, ask, and listen, which I'm sure many of you heard me talk about on this show before. But I started doing that process for the first time. Sit, ask, and listen till I received the answer to one question before moving to the next. And in doing that, I downloaded the process that got me to ask all these 10 people from the movie, The Secret, all these famous people to be in a book. And, uh, and many of them said yes to be my mentor. And that was changed everything in my life. So I had to share it. And it's a really great book too. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. so that's my journey down book lane, which veered over to a movie and came back on track. <laughs> that's top three books that can that really transformed me wow my the first book that really transformed me i was going through a really really i was going through a really rough time in in this lifetime because nothing made any sense to me at all i knew that there had to be like some order to the universe but i certainly wasn't seeing it down here on this planet <laughs> and so i my I had lost my my cousin. She had been murdered and um, just like kind of everything flipped upside down. I could feel her around me. And someone suggested a book by Cryon channeled by Lee Carroll. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was called The Journey Home. And uh, in this book, it was the first time I heard anybody say, you are the creator of your own reality. And I went, wow, that <laughs> is what? truth. 
Like it just, every cell in my body was just like, oh my God, this is so true. I know this to be true. And so that was kind of a parable that, um, that he had written. And then, so then I went back and I started with cry on book number one. And I went through like all 12 at that time of the cry on books. I think there were more, I think there were like 13 or 14 now. And I started reading through all of those cry on books and it was just like truth after truth after truth, like from home. Like I just knew that that was what was actually real. So I started, that was what really got me on my spiritual journey. <laughs> wow. Never heard of that one. <laughs> yeah. Lee, Lee Carroll is a, is a famous channel. Cryon is the magnetic master. Talks about, you know, um, working with the earth's magnetic grids and shifting the, the grids and so it's really very interesting but just beautiful heartfelt wisdom from source itself um, just beautiful yeah way of the peaceful warrior was another book that was pretty incredible uh, because it really i was convinced by the end of reading that book that either that guy followed me around and took notes and wrote a book about my life or that the angel that he encountered in that book was the same earthbound angel that came to me this was just too much similarity the language the way he revealed the first time like for proof of who he was uh like so many things that i kind of had to even like not write about in my book just so people didn't think i was writing <laughs> rewriting that book uh yeah that was a pretty incredible pretty incredible book as well yeah, I've heard that. I have not. I haven't read that one yet. I've got, got a little reading list I need to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, and the Light Shall Set You Free by Norma Milanovic, speaking of channelers, she was kind of Abraham before Abraham. You know, she uh, she was got well known. She was channeling Kathumi and the Octarians. But in that book, it's all Kathumi because he was the first one to channel through her. And that story is so fun because my, uh, it's not in the book, but I have the backstory because my best friend is her son and he did uh, like the layout and the cover and everything for her. And it's part of our team, but uh, he was just like, she was the least likely candidate ever to be <laughs> channeling <laughs> Kathumi. And he was just like, whatever, mom, and, until he like, walked past the uh, computer and he said she was a like a hand pecker i think they call it when you oh, yeah. one finger at a time and that's all she could type space bar space bar yeah. <laughs> oh, so he God. just he walks he walks through the room and he's talking to her and he said she's sitting in front of the computer and he, he just hears and these words are just going fume, fume, fume across the screen and he's like mom mom and she's like not hearing him she's just like zoned out these words are typing and it's like kathumi speaking through her and he's reading it she doesn't even know he's there he's just like she's possessed <laughs> right he's like holy smoke so uh so then he's like oh, let me read some of the stuff you're typing up <laughs> right and then he was like oh my god she's totally a channel and uh, so we, we got to make this happen so he stepped in and helped her bring it all together into a book and and she was doing like you said uh uh, grid work right so she would take people on these journeys all over the planet and that's all i know but uh i heard one time about something 
being in one place and them kind of like the energy was going this way and they they were all like going this way to to level it out but other than that it was always like hush hush as to what was going on but i never did get to take one of those journeys but she went to the most incredible places <laughs> to do work you know all over the planet that would have been fun to go yeah probably yeah. Have interesting times when i was like do not go there <laughs> they, <laughs> they went to jordan when there was like a big oh. like, war going on over there to do some grid work i was like oh <laughs> yeah be careful <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And fortunately, you know, when the when when the leaders of the group are really super connected, they get really good information. They get protected. You know, there we have help from the non-physical realms. Yeah. And yeah. you know, we we are able to be guided just simply around all, and through all of the chaos without getting the chaos all over us. Yeah. Well, that was pretty early in my journey. So, <laughs> and her yeah. book really helped that too. And it was cool because when I asked her to sign my book, uh, she had Kathumi sign it. It was really cool. <laughs> uh, sweet. Yeah, it totally sounds like Kathumi. It's like, hey, honey, we need to get this moving faster here. Let me take over. <laughs> that yeah. would be totally then, what he would do. <laughs> and Kathumi did say, like, you're, you know, you're here to do incredible things and you'll step into your mastery at this this age and like this mm -hmm. was very specific and i was like okay i'm stepping to my ministry you know <laughs> like that's where right? i was at the, at the time but uh yeah ended up to be true so yeah you know that's what we're all here for is to step into our mastery mm -hmm. you know we are all the the soul the higher self we are all directly connected to source and we can source all of our information right from inside we have just been trained that we have to source our information from the experts and that there are experts that know far more than we know. And really super is not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right there. Exactly. Tap in, tune in, <laughs> turn on. <laughs> yes, precisely. Yeah. What about, what about favorite quotes? Do you have favorite quotes that have helped you? Yeah, what you said just kind of leads right into one. And uh, John D. Martini in The Secret was, he was my favorite because like everything he said, said was just like the, the most incredible soundbite. I was like, that was a soundbite workshop. I want to learn from him. Uh, one of the things he said is the quality of your answers are based on the quality of your questions. So I like to say the quality of my answers are based on the quality of my questions. and uh, And so that's really the sit ask and listen process that i teach is you know let me be really clear with the question that i'm asking because the clearer i am the clearer the universe will be able to answer it and if i'm vague i get a vague answer <laughs> like every time you know, <laughs> sometimes if i don't get an answer then i reword it <laughs> okay maybe it's not clear enough how can i you know chunk this down so uh, so that has been been a huge one because it really helped me reform the questions I was asking, therefore getting clear answers. Yeah. You know, when I found myself facing cancer in the beginning, it was like, why me? Why did this happen to me? I'm on my path. I'm doing my work. Why is this, this is so not fair? Why me? And then all of a sudden I was like, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> I think I better ask some better quality questions. Yeah. The universe <laughs> is, really is 
yeah, why you? And keep showing your reasons. <laughs> exactly. He's like, well, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not good. Not <laughs> right, exactly. All right, let me reframe this. You know, what's it going to take for me to change this? What do I need to know about this in order for it to change? Once I started asking that question, then mm-hmm. I received that answer. And then it was completely obvious to me And then my, so my favorite, my favorite quote is when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, Mm -hmm. because as soon as I stop looking at things through the lens of my pre-programmed mind, and I started looking through the eyes of my soul, I saw a completely different picture. That was, that was it. Everything just shifted. It was completely obvious to me how to heal myself, but the answers don't come from the mind. They come from the soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From, from the giant funnel <laughs> that pours into us. <laughs> yeah. 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 I loved I loved that as well. Like with, with light, every chakra is a different color. And so which chakra am I feeling depleted in? And then I love to like create a giant funnel in the sky. And it pours that color like down into me uh, or breathing in like if I'm feeling like it's dark, right? Uh, so I'm breathing in that, that color and then blowing out like a, the, the darker, blacker kind of mixed with that color out until I can breathe in and see nothing coming both ways but that color. It's kind of a meditation that I do. That, that reminded me of what you said. I love this because we could sit here and just like talk and have a conversation, and everything that each that each of us says will remind me of another process or thing. Right? Yeah. You know, I love that you talk about that because we're we as humans we are never taught about energy and light and how to actually effectively utilize it. You know, we're taught to look only at the physical stuff and we're told that, you know, if you can't see it or taste it or touch it, you know, that it's not real. And this isn't true at all. And, you know, you're talking about utilizing things from the non-physical realms. You know, light is non-physical. Sound is non-physical. Color is non-physical. I mean, until it gets put onto something, um, you know, we can we can start to utilize all of these tools that are in the non-physical realms. Our imagination, our imagination is the most powerful tool that we have. So if we're talking about tools for transformation, the imagination is your number one ally. Mm. And that is the thing that we that has been hijacked. It has been stolen from us, you know, as children. You know, we have these beautiful active imaginations and then we're told, sit down, pay attention, listen to the teacher, stop daydreaming. That's not real. Those imaginary friends you're playing with, that's not real. You know, and then our imaginations are shut down and Mm. we're shamed for daydreaming. We're shamed for using our imaginations if we're not paying attention to the teacher, you know, so it's like. But that is literally our number one tool for creation. Everything in the physical realm started as imagination in the non-physical realms. It started as an idea. And then 
it's focused on and energy added and then it shows up in the physical realm whatever yeah. that is yeah yeah i think that's true that a large percentage of us and especially when we were young weren't weren't told that but good news is i've seen a lot of people that are our age who like us did start to do the work once we got out of school and mm -hmm. academia and uh, started to search and find teachers and learn things. And, and so now I see a lot more people when they're speaking with their kids who are the opposite of what we grew up with. So nice. I don't know about never, but <laughs> I mean, look, fortunately for them, I think uh, it's, it's good. There are more, everything's available, more options for, for our youth today. If they don't believe in something they can, they can go find it. And we, we had a Dewey Decimal System that <laughs> was made really hard to find things, very complicated to find things. And we had to find it in an actual book, which meant you had to actually go to the library. So talk about old school. Yeah, right? Melville <laughs> Dewey, he lived here in Lake Placid. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What he started, started the Lake Placid Club. Right here uh, in the town, Dewey Decimal System. Was Dewey. he a scientist or something? Because it was made it so difficult. Can <laughs> 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 we just make it easier? <laughs> Go alphabetical or something? I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. I was great at basic math. And even, even then, I was like, what? Trying to figure that system out. Uh, <laughs> So, so I was thinking of people have arrived, right? We have some comments. Stop. Yeah, Karen's here with us this morning. Good morning, Karen. Hi. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> I know we don't have as many comments this morning. So y'all start uh, commenting. Come on, <laughs> let us know you're uh, here. <laughs> all right. Well, when I was thinking of a process, I was thinking That's of like, awesome. what's what's a process that Empty. you would have never seen from me before? That's what I, that that was transforming for me. So uh, I know Karen knows this one, but hopefully the rest of you don't. Uh, when I was, I forget which event I was at, but I, I finally got to meet Hale Dwoskin, who was in my Who Do You Think You Are book, and he was in The Secret. And he's this fun little guy who just with the most infectious laugh, and he will just giggle all the way through as he's teaching things in all the perfect places to just kind of get you smiling and laughing. Uh, there was a live event and he did a process. And like me, he's very simple with his teachings. The things that he teaches, if you just listen to the words, it sounds like, wow, that's super simple, uh, yet incredibly profound. So the reason that I asked every one of you to, to bring a pen with you is for this process. And so you might've thought I meant pen and paper, but really just the pen. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is this pen represents, it's one thing right now that's like a, a frustration or a judgment, maybe on yourself, maybe on a person, like something that you've just been holding on to. So think of that thing, what is that thing this could represent? Probably didn't take too long to get one, right? So let's go ahead and we're gonna wrap our hand around this pen. And now from this moment on, I want you to squeeze that pen with all your might. Give it everything you have and continue to squeeze until I tell you to stop. 
squeezing. So we're squeezing, and of course, this represents something that we're holding on to. And isn't that what we do in life? Hold on to stories from the past. Hold on to anger. Hold on to resentments. And we grip it tight, keep squeezing, and we hold on to it, and we drag it forward with us. Maybe we do a process now and then, but we still, the next day, bring the same story back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know I did that with chronic pain for 30 years, kept dragging it forward, right? So I met Lisa, and so keep squeezing. And so isn't it interesting that there's something that's so comfortable about holding this pen right now, even when I'm squeezing it, just something so comfortable in holding on and continuing to hold on to this pen. Hmm. Even when there's, I don't know, a little pain is there a little pain yet have a little pain in your hand not really used to squeezing are we but even when it's painful we still continue to hold on squeezing 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 yeah and then if we squeeze and hold on long enough to resentment to pain to those things we can start to go numb like eventually our hand will when we continue to squeeze and squeeze this pen so as we continue to squeeze this pen we're just looking at the metaphor right of how we hold on to things and squeeze and hold on to things as if i don't know do we get something out of it is there something like some payoff for us to continue to squeeze and hold on to this pen <laughs> oh even when it starts to hurt like my hand is really hurting and still holding on to this story, to this, to this thing. And so I think it might have been, might be long enough. I can't remember how long we have to squeeze. My hand's really starting to hurt. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> yours. And so, so I'm wondering with this, uh, if we could just, uh, I don't know, go ahead and turn your hand over. And, and then when I tell you, slowly keep squeezing <laughs> keep squeezing slowly when i tell you slowly you're gonna open up your hand and then drop the pen so when i tell you slowly go ahead and release the pen in three two one go Okay, Whew. go ahead and shake out your hand. Now, if things happened for you like they did for me, when I decided it was time to let go and I slowly started to release it, did you, did you feel that pain and resistance of letting go because it was gripped so tight for so long? right so at the very beginning it was like oh, oh that's the part that goes do do i do can i really can i can i really can i could i would i would i could i and then when you actually got your hand open how easy it was to drop that thing pain resistance holding holding dragging forward ah, ah story oh drama i'm receiving them I'm, I'm receiving so much from holding on to this but when we actually got to this point 
it was that easy, that easy to let it go. And so thinking again, bringing up something else, and you can do this with your eyes closed or open, thinking again of something else that you may have been holding on to for a while. It's that one thing. And it doesn't usually take us very long to come up with something. <laughs> something you've been holding on to. Uh, I would ask you three questions about that thing. And so the first thing is just, just for right now, not forever, but just for this moment, that thing that you've been holding on to that you're thinking of right now, just for right now, could you let it go? And there's no right or wrong answer. If you say no, then that's a perfectly valid choice. Uh, it's just, if it was just for now, like right, just, just for right now, that thing, uh, could you let it go? And the second question is, would you let it go? Not forever, but right now, you know, could you just let that go? Would you, would you just let that go? And the third question would be, when could you now let it go? Would you now let it go? When would you let it go now? So it's could you, would you, when? Could I, would I, when? And so for a long time after I saw him, and, and, and I spoke about an hour about this, so you can uh, go to the Sedona method.com or type in the Sedona method, enter, and then hit videos. And there's a, a video demonstration of him doing uh, every word basically after he dropped the pen <laughs> in the video. So you, ha you had to get this part. So imagine coming in right after that. Now it's the master. Uh, but for quite a while after that, uh, things would come up and I just identified my trigger when something uh, is really uh, not feeling good. I identified my, my stomach tightens up when I get triggered or I'm upset about something. So I got to where, uh, because what my friend Jack Canfield taught me is every time my stomach would tighten up, what is that? That would be my question. So then I would identify what was going on and, and then I would say, oh, could I let it go? I guess I could. <laughs> Would I let it go? Yeah. All right. When? Now. Okay. Ah, and then if I didn't feel like I completely let it go and complete release, then I just repeat the process. Could I let it go? Would I? And I just kept going till it was like, yes, yes, now. Because uh, like you said, there's no right or wrong. If you're like not ready to go and you want to hold on to it, that's a choice as well. So come back do it or keep loop spinning through and looping through like I did till I finally got got there because I didn't want to waste such a simple and profound process but I think he had us hold on probably a good five more minutes than I did so the pain was excruciating and then when I and then I barely almost couldn't even open my hand it was so so used to being like this uh, but I didn't want to take up the whole call with the the process but so uh the sedona method that that was like so profound because i just didn't ever realize it could be that fast <laughs> that quick that i could let something go and then eventually why i said for a long time is because eventually it got to where i didn't even have to say could you would you when 
I could go, oh, there it is, and let it go. Because <laughs> right? it really got in into there. That's how fast I could let it go. So I wanted to share that with, you, with each of you because I know for those of you that you know have come to this every week <laughs> and seen me once a month or dream weaving with me or ever came to a workshop or whatever, you've like probably seen and heard some of the things that I share. But this I had not done since live events so many, so many years ago. Wow, that was awesome. Karen said it wasn't easy letting it go. When I released my hand, nothing happened. It was stuck in that position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow. you know and when i released my hand the the pen was actually stuck to my hand wow so, you know when and that was really my experience when i realized like oh my gosh i can let this whole idea of cancer just go because it's not true it's not real i can let it go it still kept sticking it was like oh like wow, can I actually let that idea go? Can I actually trust that my body's going to heal itself? You know, like there was still like stuff that was stuck on there, you know, and I had to choose again and again. It's like, no, I can see that this is an illusion. I can see that my body's not being attacked. I can see that my body will absolutely heal itself because it always has. And if yeah. it's done it once or twice or a hundred times, it'll keep doing that. So it was like, I still had to continually choose to let it go mm. and trust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what's interesting in like in dream weaving, I love to tell people if they come in and burn something up. If, if it's still there, keep, to burning <laughs> do it three times a day do it every day for a week two weeks till till what you bring in like replaces the thing that you burned and it works it actually works yeah because, absolutely i mean wouldn't yeah. it be great if we just burned it up one time and it was gone every time <laughs> exactly i mean that is absolutely possible but you know it it's not quite as practical <laughs> at this point right. you know right once Especially we get to a certain point on our spiritual journey and we've raised our vibration high enough it literally is it does get that quick where you can just yeah. simply notice something and go, oh, wait a minute, hang on, that doesn't belong to me. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes oh, yeah. The, sometimes the trigger is someone we live with or we see a lot or a parent or yeah. so it's still there's a, a process of constant reminding ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My mom could trigger me quicker and deeper than anyone else could on the planet. But she was all, always a uh, it was always an opportunity for growth, you know, for me, <laughs> every time we were together. And, uh, and the good news is once I started looking at, at it as that instead of the other, then, then it really did serve me. <laughs> like how, how quickly can I come back to love? How quickly can I come to peace while she's poking me, poking the bear, you know? It's <laughs> right. exactly. always interesting, like, why did he do that? <laughs> obviously i'm getting triggered <laughs> Why? so it must be for me it must be to teach me something because it doesn't make any other sense like purposely be poking me <laughs> right it's like whenever we're getting triggered it's because we have that energy still in our energy field we're just simply being shown what is still in our energy field that needs to be cleared out and released so it's just such a beautiful way of recognizing like, oh, that's still in there. All right, here, let me clear that out, you know, because we've never been taught how to look at energy. 
And so we've just been taught how to look at circumstances. So we see somebody triggering us. And instead of what you're, you know, as you're talking, it's like, oh, wait a minute, how do I come to peace? And it's like, all right, how do I feel when they're triggering me? You know, is it anger? Is it resentment? Is it shame? Is it doubt? It's like, oh, that's the energy that is being reflected by this other person. Let me clear out the energy of this. And then it's gone. And then they don't have to keep triggering us because we've cleared that energy out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, ultimately, when it, when it came to the end, all, all the work that I had done paid off. Going back to the reading the Many Lives Many Masters, uh, listening to people who had been to the other side, channelers, and all the things that I learned because I ended up my mom was, uh, even when she was in hospice and she was, had a foot out, she was still holding on because she had a fear of death. And so the things I taught her helped her be able to move on and get rid of that fear. Mm -hmm. You know, she grew up her whole life in the Mormon church, which believes in like celestial kingdoms and their whole thing is based on heaven after, right? But then they also had this, like, if, if you sinned and you haven't been forgiven in the church by the the man with the special plan apparently could give you uh that that there was a thing called outer darkness and that's what she was afraid of because of the life she had lived she'd done some pretty pretty uh <laughs> incredible things that would <laughs> and not got forgiveness apparently from the from the guy so i was i was like you've been going to church for all those years do you believe any of the dogma any of the things that they've taught you yeah do you believe in Jesus is like the guy, right? Do you believe in that? Okay, well, he taught it happens as you believe, as you believe it's done unto you. Pray, believe in what you have, you'll receive it in the mustard seed. I mean, how many different ways could he have put it? So the truth is, what you believe is what you get in the afterlife. So what do you want? <laughs> Let's get clear about that. Do you want outer darkness? Because you'll you'll have that if you hold on to that. Exactly. Oh, no. oh no, you want to be with your family. You want to be with Mel again, right? My stepfather who passed five days after they got married. You know, you want to be with grandma again. You want to be with your sister again, right? Yeah. Isn't that what you guys believe in? Yeah. Oh, well, let's buy into that, right? What would that be like? What would that experience be like? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so I got her to start to change her mind and open up her mind enough that then I could bring my shaman, uh, Mary. My dear friend shaman um in to, to work with her and then help help her to start raise out of her body and then put her back in so she got used to that and then ultimately she uh, facilitated facilitated the process where i and my mom left our bodies and went up to the heaven she believes in almost because they don't believe that anybody but mormons could go to the top top <laughs> so i was like i'll wait here go ahead and then she went on and she saw Mel and she saw all the people and they said oh we're waiting for you and then then she came back and we came back together and dropped into our bodies and then and then we we both were sharing the experience that we had and it was exactly the same which proved to her that it actually happened and then and then she was gone shortly after that there was just like one other thing on the bucket list that had to happen and once that happened then uh or two <laughs> one was two be my little sister and then the other one was to uh, have her bishop come so after she saw the little sister 
then I told her I would have the bishop come that night if she wanted to go then. Uh, when I wasn't there, that, that's okay. And if not, then I'd be back the next morning. Maybe we'd do that together. So she did not want me to be there for that because she passed like five in the morning. That next morning, then uh, her bishop came. So incredible, incredible process. And, and all of that because of things I had read, things I had done, all the meditating, all the shaman work, like all, all those things came into play for mom's trans transition and uh right and so how beautiful it would be to have all the things to work play if you will uh, that i had done for myself on myself to uh to pay off in such a beautiful way in, in the end of uh, my mom's life this 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 particular round and, uh, and then how i was a you know well yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> didn't help me with after she transitioned for a very long time. That was the hardest one I ever had to process. Didn't do great with it, but uh, it facilitated the process well. <laughs> yeah, you know, we it's it's funny because we are we are non physical beings by nature. We are the soul. And, you know, we are so identified with the physical body that we forget that we are non-physical beings. So this is part of what I, this is part of what I teach my clients. I don't teach them. I just facilitate them remembering that they are non-physical beings. And we, we do processes all the time, little guided journeys to step the attention point into the non-physical realm so that you can see that you exist in the non-physical realms and you can see that even if your physical body stops you continue to exist in the non-physical realms mm. you know the more the more the more comfortable we can all get with being non-physical recognizing ourselves as non-physical beings the fear of death simply goes away and we start operating from our higher consciousness. The higher consciousness is the soul. And that is the part that is in the non-physical realms. It's the part that is connected to source itself. And it's where all of this wisdom is. It's where all of the answers are. And when we start to notice that we exist as source itself, we can simply start sourcing all of our answers from inside from the soul, from the higher self, from who we actually are. And we can stop listening to all of the experts out there because just like the Mormon said, I love this. I'd never heard it before, but exactly what they say, the dark, what did you say? The darkness is out there, or the outer, outer, dark, dark. outer darkness. That is true because the light comes from inside. Yeah. The light comes from inside. The darkness is out there. When we look outside ourselves, we turn the light off going, oh, somebody else has all the answers. Let me go look for the experts. Let me find out what's wrong with me. They'll tell me what's wrong with me. Right. But when we turn it around, when we change the way we look at things, when we stop looking, this is the beauty of the physical body is that we have the ability to look both outward and inward. Right. The physical eyes 
are the things that look outward. They look at the physical stuff, which is outside the physical body. But then we have the third eye, which looks inside. The imagination looks inside. And this is where all the answers are. The entire universe, we access the entire universe from inside. Right. <laughs> and the, the people who taught me that and reminded me of that and showed me ways to do that and tools uh, that I attracted into my life were were outside they were outside sources but i love what uh what dr karen who's listening uh today shares is that all the all the best mentors all the true mentors the ones that you want to hire the ones that you want to have as mentors they don't keep themselves as the guru that you have to keep coming to them they teach you to go within like dr karen like lisa right so all of my master teachers that helped me they were always telling me to look within and me to look right here right that i was it i'm it and everything else is a hologram basically and uh and so like the two of you have developed you know ways to to teach people to heal themselves as opposed to you know come to me right come to me and i will i will do the thing right Exactly. That's the, the message of, of the traditional doctors. Here, take these pills, come back in, in next week, and I'll tell you some more, and then come back next month, and then come back in six months, and then come back next week. You know, keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back. It's like, yep. no, we want, to, we want to set everybody free. It's like, we want to help you remember who you actually are, so that you don't need to keep coming back to us. You can yeah. go out and just start being who you truly are. Yeah. We <laughs> Karen were talking- says, I'm working on staying neutral and peaceful when people all around me, except you guys, are addicted to looking at a test to see if they have a diagnosis. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It really is mind boggling to me that, that people have to go and have tests to see if they're okay. Right. Like, can you not just notice that you are okay? Like, right. like, do you not just feel good like right here, right now? If you're feeling good, can you just not own that you're feeling good and that you're okay? <laughs> like right. external validation, man, it's a killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Darren will teach you to test and find your own answer to what it is and then zap it with with commanding it to go. I mean, it's just like right? hello. <laughs> easy peasy to <laughs> learn the language and exactly then, and i love like with 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 your work it's like oh i'm having this thing here right and so oh okay well that usually means this this or this you know what what works for you and then i'm like oh, oh that and oh okay all right here you want know, to try this this or this i'm like okay try that <laughs> i love it i love it i love it yeah and i feel like the work like like um from Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory on I always just kind of knew that I was going to attract into my life the perfect people, right? Uh, for my energy, as as my dear friends, as my mentors, as my teachers, and I wanted all those things to be the same. And I, we were talking about this right before we went on on today. Was you know when I watched The Secret, I didn't think I want to meet those people and get their autograph. I thought I want to know them. I want to be you know, have them be my mentors. I want to be friends. I want to be over invited to their house for Thanksgiving. Like that's how close I want to be with these people these are my peeps and uh and just went into that mode and that's what created the book that's what created me uh, attracting um, people like you and karen in my life you know just just having like that's who i want to be with people that know 
why we're here. People that teach people to get in touch with themselves so they can heal themselves. Like that's oh, just what I, I love and, and uh, I'm so grateful for, for you in my life. Aww. And, Thanks. Yeah. For you guys in my life too. Patrick asks, after reading the books you did and living by certain mantras, what other steps were taken toward your healing? So, I mean, there are definitely steps that we can take. The first step is, first step I always say is take the label off. Get rid of the, get rid of whatever label they've given you. You know, if they, cancer, Lyme disease, Parkinson's, take the label off, get rid of it. Because the actual truth is the only thing that is wrong is the body is out of balance because you've been out of balance. Like that's literally the ultimate truth. Like the body doesn't go out of balance by itself. It doesn't just say, hey, you know, I think I'm just going to get sick today. <laughs> you know, the body doesn't do that. So the body goes out of balance when we go out of balance. And what's, what's easier to heal? A body that's out of balance or cancer? right or Lyme disease or Parkinson's like those things that's a hard thing to swallow hard pill to swallow those titles those labels right and they make it really really scary and the stories are scary of the treatments and how long it's gonna take you know what take the label off get rid of it yeah. and just realize your body is going to heal itself when you bring yourself back into balance so that's one of the things that I that I did right away. It's like take the label off and start you have to you have to be willing to stop listening to the experts because everybody's an expert <laughs> except we are the only expert on our own body. So mm. when you stop listening to everybody else's opinions of what's going on in your body and you start actually tuning in to your own cellular structure and you take your power back, you become the master of your own molecules. There is nobody else who is master of your molecules. And like it or not, it's up to you to command your molecules, to lead your molecules where you want them to go. They're not going to walk themselves back into health if you're sticking around and, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. Simply not going to happen. If you want to be healthy, you have to lead your molecules back into health. You have to vision yourself. You have to choose that. And choosing is a huge tool because most people just say, I want to be healthy. Well, that's not a choice. That's an assumption that you're not. So you're simply going to keep living on the assumption that there's something wrong with you. Mm. So in order to do that, you have to choose to be healthy. And then you have to walk yourself in that direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in, uh, in this book, right, there was a woman named, Jake Heron Thomas, and I asked everybody the same three questions. And the third one is, if you could give advice to those searching for their purpose, would it be? And not only was it the answer to that, but for me, it ended up being the answer to everything. She said 14 words. And this is, this is what she said. 
go within, go within, go within, go within, go within, go within, go within. And then there was three more paragraphs. And then and again, to sum it up in two words, go within. <laughs> right? And that's just like, out of all the profound things that everybody said in here, that was the one that just dropped and was the easiest to remember of what everybody shared. And I just love that she said it like seven times. I counted like how many times did she say it? Right? It was seven. And then two more at the end, right? So it was like nine, which is completion. And I don't think she was in numerology, but it was like everything about the way she shared that was numerology, numerologically correct. Ooh, got that word out. Uh, <laughs> really cool. So, so for me, that's uh, just goes right back to what you're saying. You know, for me, all the answers are within. Like, I don't need to go without. I don't need to go out there to find the answer. All the answers that have truly served me have been right, right here inside of me. And so inside of this vast place that is able to reach out and go anywhere and then come back. And that's a whole nother level is sitting down long enough to, to develop the tool to where you hear, right? Hear, sense, feel, get, get answers and are willing to trust and believe in the answers that you receive. I think that's where a lot of people the, the inner critic, the doubter, whatever comes in after you got the answer and talks you out of it. So if I if I ask a question and I focus long enough to receive the answer and then I receive it, am I willing to like write it down and stick to it? Like no matter what, knowing that's that was correct. Trust myself that what I brought through was correct. Just that one practice of like writing down the first instinct, the first answer and sticking to it no matter what. 100% I will stick with this could change anybody's life. <laughs> exactly. Following your own instincts. You know, yeah. We were looking at, at worlds that, you know, people are being goaded and coerced and to, you know, encouraged to ignore their own inner guidance. Yep. And you know, this is this earth school. It's not an easy place for any soul to be here in this earth school. We are we are here learning how to be grand angelic beings of light, to be our own ascended masters, to to really learn how to come here and be who we truly are. But we can't be who we truly are when we're listening to everybody else and doing what everybody else is telling us we need to do. It simply right. is not how it works, but right. we are taught that we need other people to make the decisions for us. You got to elect politicians and let them make all the choices. You got to go to the doctors and let them make all of your choices. You got to listen to the teachers, make, let them make your choices. You know, we are simply taught to override our own inner guidance. So now is the time on this planet where we are going through this massive shift and it is time for us to start sourcing our answers from inside. So this is why Keith and I have been sharing all of these things today to help encourage you to remember who you actually are. We are, we are souls first and foremost, right? The soul is the solution. This is why we have Solution Sunday to remind you that the soul is the solution and you are the soul. You cannot be not your soul. 
<laughs> are the soul right here, right now, the non-physical being animating this physical vessel. You are not your body, you are your soul. So as the soul, you cannot die. There is nothing wrong with you ever. And you are created in divine perfection. And your body is intelligent. And it is also created in divine perfection. Your body has a blueprint. And when you stray from your soul's blueprint, your body will also deviate from its blueprint. In order to bring your body back to blueprint, you need to come back to who you truly are and take command of yourself. So Keith, thank you so much for sharing all of these amazing tools with us today. You're welcome. It is always such a pleasure having you here. We always learn so much. We always have so much fun. And we hope that all of you listening today and are listening on the replays get some great inner guidance from this. I would have typed more of the things in the chat, but I'm one of those that kind of henpeck. So <laughs> I started typing some of the resources in the Facebook chat. So skim through there. For the other ones, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Well, thank you all so much for joining us this this month. As Keith is our guest each month on Solution Sunday. So Keith, thank you so much. And if you want to let everybody know where they can find your your books and information on you, where do they find out about um who do you think you are? Uh just type in Keith Leon S anywhere. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, any of the books are on Amazon, some under Keith Leon, some are Keith Leon S. I think it shows up either way. But uh, yeah, really, just if you go to Google and type in Keith Leon S and hit enter, there's, you'll find me. I'm not hiding. <laughs> Beautiful. We love it. And my book, The Simplicity of Self-Healing, is also available on Amazon. And you can find me at connectingyoutoyou.com. And each week, Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern, you can find me right here on Solution Sunday because the soul is the solution. Yeah. So, thank you all so much. And until next week, create for yourselves a great week. Bye for now. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit ConnectingYouToYou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.